to see you all. And uh, didn't those guys do a great job leading us in worship? Oh, my gosh. Always amazed by that. Hey, uh, let's just do this. I know some of you are here and you're by yourself, but if you're by somebody and you know them, would you turn it and look at them and just say to them, you look amazing today, and then give them a kiss, all right? And if you don't know them, just try it. See what happens. A question for you. Uh, how many of you remember, this is a long time ago, some of you weren't even born, but how many of you remember the movie that was made in 1994 called Speed? Anybody remember that movie? All right, that was a, a pretty well, it was a pretty cool movie for its time. And uh, um, it, the, the premise of the movie was that there was the bad guy who had stuck a bomb on a bus, and when the bus went over 50 miles an hour, it caused the bomb to become engaged or armed. And then if the, what the bad guys told them was is that if you allow that bus to go under 50 miles an hour, it will blow up, killing everybody aboard. And so this is just like a worst-case scenario, right? Because no matter how bad traffic is, no matter how, what you have in front of you, you have to keep going fast, fast, fast. You have to keep it above 50 miles an hour. And it's just crazy like this scene from the movie. love that scene. I mean, that was pretty cool back in the day, but when you look at it, it's so unrealistic. I mean, the bus is going along, and when it gets to the end of the freeway, it just supernaturally goes up into a wheelie. I mean, how many buses can do wheelies, and then it lands? But I think, actually, that that's a metaphor for modern-day life. I I know that may sound a little ironic to you, but I, I, I think it is. It's the idea that We cannot afford ourselves, no matter what things look like in front of us, we can't slow down. We can't stop the pressure. We can't stop going, 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 going. We have to go faster and faster. And so no matter what it looks like ahead of you, and maybe you get through a hard time and you're like, yes, but then you have to immediately push down on the pedal again because if you go too slow, if you go, you know, a normal speed or less than what you think you have to go, then you're not going to get what you need. Something's not going to happen. You're going to blow up. It's a disaster. In our culture, and I don't know if this is, if this is really us doing it or it doing it to us or maybe a combination of both, but it seems like life comes at us so fast. Or maybe it is that we go after life so fast. I mean, speed is like the new normal. And I think most of us, at least at times, I would bet most of you, you lament, at least periodically, the intensity and the pressure of life. It's just like, oh, there's so many things happening. You, you, you lament it. You talk about how there's just too much going on. I just, I can't, blah, blah, blah. You know, we say all that stuff. But ironically, we've not only 
grown to expect speed as a way of life, but to demand it. Let's just be honest about this, all right? We demand speed in our everyday lives. We can't wait for faster internet connection, for faster, you know, plane rides, or we want everything to go fast, 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 fast. We want faster service. Come on, I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands because I know the answer to this, but how many of you do you think has ever been in a line at a fast food place or a Starbucks or somewhere, and you're like, I cannot believe it is taking this long. Come on. I've been here 30 seconds, and I should have had it already by now. I mean, this is kind of the way we are. It's this mindset. We, speed is the new normal. And though speed is not all bad, I think you know this. I think you know that with speed and great intensity in life comes tremendous pressure on human beings, tremendous pressure, pressure to succeed, pressure to excel, pressure to get to have, oh my gosh, pressure to experience. I mean, there's so many things in life that we want to experience that we feel, oh, you know, we look at social media and they're on a cruise, oh, I hate that, you know, they're down in, you know, Texas or Florida or wherever and it's bitter cold up here and we, I got to do this, we, I need this, I want that. We have all these things that we, that we want, you know, this is my opinion, maybe I'm wrong in this, but of all The modern-day afflictions that we suffer from, there's one disease that I think maybe is the most prolific that your doctor can help you with, and you're familiar with it. It's called FOMO. You know what that is, right? Fear of missing out. It's like if I don't go faster, if I don't keep the pedal down, if I don't keep pushing this thing, if I don't get all this stuff in, then then I'm going to miss out. Something's not going to happen. Even though we feel sickened by it, it's like we have to ever, ever, ever stay with the pedal pushed down, trying to fit it all in. And then you add to that at least what it seems like to us, anyhow, many of us, I hear people talk about this all the time, work puts more on us. You know, the, the boss or the company or whatever it is, they're asking us to do more and more, and not with more time, but just in the time we have. And it just, it just seems like it's horribly pressurized. And even people, and I know this is some of us who are listening to this, even those of us who have jobs that are like production line, it's amazing to me how much pressure we feel in our lives. We feel like, ah, oh, I can't, I hate this. I don't want to be here. I've got something to do with my life and I'm here and I don't want to be here. And so maybe we're not going as fast as somebody else, but we still feel pressure. Students feel pressure. If I don't get these decent grades, I'm not going to be able to you know, go to the school I want to go to. Or if I don't do this, if I don't accomplish this, I'm not going to be able to get you know, where it is. I think I, it's like everybody struggles with this sense of being under pressure, going fast, pushing the envelope. And many of us feel like, like we're in a pressure cooker. I mean, I talk to retired people. They're retired and old. And they talk about how much pressure they feel, how much intensity they feel. I got to run to do this. I got to run to do that. They're running a little slower, but they're running. They feel this pressure. It's like we're continually being like squeezed and pressed And depending on on how you're built, you're only going to be able to take so much of that. Now, I understand that different people, you know, do this at different levels, but at some point, you come to the place where you cry uncle. It's just like, if some of you are there right now, in fact, in the last week, you've said, "I, I cannot keep doing this. I cannot keep doing this. It's just too much. And it may not be even the speed you're going at. It may be the volume of things that you're trying to fit in. It may be the pressure of some work situation or something, but you're like, I 
I, I, I cannot, I, I, I know that I cannot do that anymore. I have to find a way out of the pressure cooker. Even though you feel like you may miss out on something, you just can't keep on with the pressure as it is. And I would say, of course you can't. Of course you can't. You, you already know this. You know that you, you living with constant pressure in your life, this, the pedal down, trying to push, trying to fit it all in, make it all happen, feeling that pressure of, I got to get in more, whatever it is, you know that in the end, without some kind of rest in your life, you know that if you don't step back from that on a regular basis, it is not only unhealthy, it's actually rest, actually real rest, is essential to the basic human life. And you, and you know that. I know that you know that. We all know that. In fact, if you go all the way back to creation, you, you read in the book of Genesis, and, and most of you know this story, you know that God created the heavens and the earth, everything that we see or know, and God, who is omnipotent, meaning all-powerful, meaning he doesn't need a break because he's all-powerful, God, at the end of doing that, the Bible tells us, did something. Anybody tell me what it was? He rested. The God who did not need to rest chose to rest to set an example for us and he, called it the, he gave it the idea of the Sabbath and then he tells us to observe that in our lives. Regular rest put into our lives. Now as believers, as Christ followers living in the new covenant, not under the Old Testament law, we don't view it as law so much that we have to do this and we have to do it in a certain way, but we understand how critical it is. Rest. In the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says this in Hebrews 4.9. He says, there remains then a Sabbath, what? Say it out loud. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Now, if you read this chapter, the whole chapter of Hebrews, he's basically talking about this idea of there is a rest. You should be experiencing real rest in your life. True rest, it should be happening in your life. And I think the truth is, is that many of us, maybe most of us, if we're honest, and it doesn't matter to me what you do for a living, whether you're young, old, retired, working a big job, own your own business, it doesn't matter to me. I think most of us would say, if we were gut level honest, honestly, I don't feel like I have very much of that happen in my life. Not real rest. I just don't have, even though you know it's true, even though you know you should, even though you understand that it's important in your life, even if you're not a Christ follower, I know some of you are here because, you know, you're sitting by a good looking girl and she said, I go to church, so you're like, okay, I'll go to church, whatever, you know, and I know you're here for that reason, and you're not sure how you feel about all that, and I get that, but you're smart enough to know that even if you don't believe there's a God, even if you're not concerned about whether he left the example of resting or not, you know that rest is critical to the human psyche, to the soul, to the body of a human being. You, I mean, we all know that rest is important. But here's, here's why I think even though we know it's important, we don't do it. And again, it's just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. But I think everything in our culture pushes away, away from real rest. Let me repeat it. I think almost everything in our culture pushes away from real rest. I think what our culture pushes is not true rest, but the idea of escape. And there is a huge 
massive difference between escape and true rest. Because here's the thing. In true rest, what happens is, is I step back from the struggle, the, 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 the intensity of life, and I step out of that for a, a, a small period of time, whether it's on a weekly basis, even during a day or whatever it is, and I step out of that, and I allow there to be some healing and restoration in my life. And then when I come back into the fray, into the battle again, there's something good that's happened to me. That is true rest, whereas escape is, I'm going through life and it's crazy, and then I just step back completely and escape from me. So now, as I go through this, this escapism place, this, this, what I'm actually doing is I use a numbing agent and I numb out. I escape from me. Numbing out is, in effect, me escaping me, whereas healthy rest, what God calls us to, is simply me stepping back from the intensity of life and the pressure of life and allowing myself to find some restoration, some healing, some, some being restored to, to a healthy place and coming back into the battle again. No, that's different than escaping completely from who I am. Now, before you jump to conclusions, because some of you maybe, you're th- you think I'm talking about you know, drug addiction and alcoholism and all that, and it can be that, but what you need to know is, is that there are many more numbing agents that are used by people than just chemical-induced numbing agents, just alcohol or drugs. There are all kinds of things. It could be alcohol, or it could be drug abuse, or it could be unhealthy sexual obsessions. But I don't want you to exclude all the other numbing agents that we potentially use in our lives because you see the big few and you go, well, that must be what he's talking about. No, no, no. There's all kinds of things that you could put under the label of escapist activities where I escape from me. Could be, for example, chemical, but it could also be eating. Now, this will not be a popular message. I know that from the start, all right? It could be that we use eating as escapist mechanism. It could be not only eating, it could be shopping. It's going, getting worse, isn't it? It could be endless gaming. It could be zoning out in front of the TV for endless hours. Really, it can be any kind of entertainment in which you seek to lose yourself. It could be busy activity. It could be just like, I just stay so busy, I never really process what's going on. So when I could have, should have some rest in my life where there's healing and restoration, what I do is I just stay crazy busy through it. And it's escapist in, in, in activity. It's escapist in mindset. It could be all kinds of things. It could be as simple as, as always having the radio on in your car. Whenever you get in your car, whenever you have downtime at your house, you turn the TV on or you have the radio on or you never have a time when you don't have stuff coming at you so that you can escape actually just being you in a moment of quietness. It could actually be having your phone in front of your face where you never have a moment where you just stop. And I watched this today, folks, and this is not going to go over well. I know that, all right? But I watched this. And people stop for something because here's a moment i got to wait for something. They're in line. They're somewhere. And they don't have something they have to do. And baby, that phone is out and in their face. Come on, is that true? (laughs) Some are saying yes and some are saying shut up, too. And some are actually looking at their phone right now, too. You know, they're, they're like, I'm sorry, what did you say? You know, there can be all kinds of things. Now, I, I, I understand 
then I'm going to get some pushback on this. But I want to tell you this. I think that these escapist activities have the potential to be destructive in our lives. And it's okay if you want to push back on that. It's okay if you disagree. Just hang with me. And I just challenge you to try to hear what I have to say. This is not an easy message to communicate, but I'm going to do my best on this. I'm not talking about these things as being evil or sin. I'm not saying that eating or watching TV or gaming or I'm, I'm not saying that these, really, I'm not even talking in and of themselves about the activities. What I'm talking about is what you use them for. I'm really talking about the state of your heart. Now let me go through it again because I want you to get this. I want you to understand that this idea of numbing out, I am contending, is a stuck place in the lives of many of us. And we're at different levels with this, and we, we respond and do things in different ways, but I am contending that this is actually a stuck place, this idea of numbing out, of me escaping me. So again, this is how it works, all right, just so you're clear. That when I take real rest, what I'm doing is I'm going crazy, I'm doing all the stuff in life and all the pressure, whatever it is, and then I choose to step away or out of or from that where then I'm not escaping me, I'm still me, and I'm in a place where healing, where restoration can happen. And then when I come back into the busyness and craziness of life, I'm actually better. Whereas escapist activity is this. I've got the craziness and busyness of life, and I can't take it anymore. And so I use a numbing agent, and I numb out. And then I numb out for an hour or two hours, three hours or whatever it is. And then I come back into the real world and I'm there again. But this is the crazy part of it. Nothing's changed. Nothing's healed. Nothing's better because I didn't have true rest. What I had was escapism and I believe that it can bring damage in our lives. Now let me tell you, I think that you would see this. If you looked at the, most of us tell people, oh, things are so crazy. I just, it's unbelievable how busy my life is just over full, over the top busy. And if you were following them around, let's say for 48 hours, two 24-hour periods. I bet that in those 24-hour periods, you would find times where they were simply escaping. (laughs) They were escaping. And so they would have maybe three hours, or maybe they'd watch the boob tube for four hours. And then after you've watched them and you've been with them for 48 hours, they say to you, now you can see how crazy busy my life is. And you're like, are you serious, really? Really? You watched eight hours of TV in a two-day period, and you're telling me that you're crazy busy? And they will look at you like, what are you talking about? Because here's the difference. When I go into rest, I don't lose track of time because I don't escape me. But when I go into an escapist activity, I lose sight of me. And so it's almost as if in my escapist activities, I go into stasis. It's like time stops to exist. And then when I move back into this thing, I move back into it and it's crazy life again. I'm like, ah, I'm so crazy and I never have time to rest. I don't. But I just spent four hours escaping. And as I said, there's a massive difference between real rest and escaping. And the problem, of course, with escaping is, is that often not only when you come back it, is everything the same, There's no healing. There's no restoration. There's no benefit from the stepping away from what you're doing. In fact, often when you come back, it's actually even worse because of the nature of escapist activities. For example, you have all heard, because it's made major news these days, 
what happens with people who get involved in narcotic, prescription narcotic abuse. It's an interesting thing how it happens. You know, for years people called pain medication painkillers. But those of you who are old enough to have taken them know that they don't kill pain. They just make you feel good so you don't really much care. Come on, is that true? Okay, here's the deal. So you needed them for that intensity of pain. But they were a great escape. And so maybe, maybe why not use them because I'm down, because I'm upset, because I'm angry. And so we use it a little more and a little more. And for some people, it becomes a hook in their life that drags them into destruction. Now, we understand that from a narcotic or a chemical perspective. But I think what we miss is the power that escapist activities have in our lives to do damage to us. And they're activities that many of us would just say, and like I said, I know, I know I'm going to get some pushback because some of you are like right now, you're like, dude, all I do is play a video game. I'm not tripping on LSD. Get off my back. And I hear you. But I do think you need to hear what I'm saying. I do think it's worth challenging you. Someone uh, who, who listened to the talk, I've already given it once this weekend, someone who listened to it said, I felt frustrated at one point because I felt like you were saying, you know, maybe the thing I thought I was doing is rest isn't really rest. And, and I said, my job has been accomplished. I frustrated you. Because I just want you to think about this. That's what I'm asking you to do. Are you engaged in true rest or are you engaged in escapist activities? And I think the truth is, is that what happens with numbing out is a lot of times, it's just like we think it's a good thing. We think it's like, yeah, I just need this. I got to have this. I got to have this. But it does damage to us. And it does not bring restoration and healing. And I understand that people say, but it feels good. When I can just zone out in front of the TV and watch it for four or five hours and not have to think and not be around anybody, I'm just like, I'm going to Netflix and I'm plugging in and I'm not, don't talk to me and stay away from me. And what you're really saying is, I'm going to escape me. And you say, it's not really that big a deal. It doesn't impact me. And I understand on the one hand that it doesn't in that moment. I understand that it may not seem that big a deal. But in the long run, What happens for so many of us is we're robbing ourselves of real rest, which we need. But Jeff, it feels good. Of course it does. Your numbing agent of choice always feels good. But the truth of it is, is that in the long run, if it's being used as an escapist numbing agent, it's actually destructive in your life, even though it feels wonderful. The, the writer of Proverbs writes about this, Proverbs fourteen twelve. He says, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end leads to death. It's destruction. And I think we miss this. Now, I'm not saying that escape is always wrong. I think we need to escape from evil. I think we need to escape from things that can bring destruction into our lives. I'm not, a, I'm not presenting opposition to escape. I'm presenting opposition to escaping who you are. To the idea of numbing out so that you are no longer you for whatever time period that is. You see, what God teaches us is that when we get in that place where we, we feel overwhelmed and burdened and weary, you don't run from you. This is what He teaches. You run to him. 
In fact, these are the exact words of Jesus. Matthew eleven twenty eight. He said, So come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. Rest. This, this numbing out thing for so many of us becomes a ditch that we get stuck in. And I understand that it's not every minute of every day. It's not all the time. It's not... It's, it's not like your world's falling apart because you're gaming and you're out on the street now begging, you know, with a, you know, with a, a, a box out in front of you for people to put change in and your video game in your hand. You're not, I'm not saying that you're doing that. See, what you have to understand is that so many of the things that can become destructive in our lives are incredibly subtle. And they seem small. But they end up bringing damage in our lives, and you need rest in your life. And this thing, I think, and again, I know some of you are going to disagree with me, but I think you know that this is true, and I think you know of whatever this thing is in your life. Again, it can be so many different things. It's not just a guy thing. It's not just a girl thing. It's everybody thing. We escape into things that become destructive to our souls. And we lose out on the rest that we really should have. And, and, and you know, I think you know that in the long run it can cost you health mentally, you know, soul health, physically, whatever. Maybe most of all, it just, it, it just costs you a sense of peace in your life. It's like you don't have a, nothing ever seems to change. Nothing seems to get resolved. And that is because I'm contending that you have no healing rest. You're just numbing out. You go into stasis and then you come back and go, oh, I really needed that. But nothing's changed. Nothing's better, nothing's healed, nothing's whole. And we know it's unhealthy. We, we know that that's true. We just go into stasis and we do this. And now we come to the hard part of this talk. And I knew this. I've been thinking about this over the last two weeks because I, really, I didn't even want to give this talk. Because I, I, first of all, I want to be very clear with you. I'm not standing on a platform like, I got this together. I got this figured out. I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't struggle with escapist activities in my life. I'm, gonna, I'm here to tell you that I do. I think just like everybody else does. But here's the hard part of this talk. Is that quite a number of you have been sitting there listening to this, and you're thinking of somebody you really wish was here to hear this. Come on. When I brought up gaming, I actually saw elbows moving. <laughs> when I said shopping, elbows moved the other way. Or whatever it is, I know this reality about us. Is that it is not hard for me to see the problem in you, and it's not hard for you to see the problem in me. The problem is it's hard for us to see it in ourselves. Come on, is that true? Okay, let me try that again. Is that true? It really, let's just be honest about it. And this is where I think we have to be gut level honest. We have to get real honest to own this one, to say, you know, maybe there is something there. Maybe there's something to what you've been saying. So, so this is one ditch that most of us, this is an interesting thing, because most of us say, I don't want to live my life, you know, just escaping from me, going into a ditch and, and, and all this. I, I, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Okay, I, I, I know you would say that. But on the other hand, this is exactly what we would say is, but I don't want to let go of that because it feels good. I find, I find good feelings. I find pleasure when I do my whatever it is, escapist activity. And so this is subtle 
and it's difficult, and it's hard to deal with. Because, as I said, it feels good. I mean, if it were easy to deal with, we would have already done it. But the sad fact is most of us don't deal with the numbing out agents that we fall into a ditch with until things get so bad that we can't afford the price that it's costing us. But I'm telling you, this is worth thinking about. And you know what my goal is? My goal is just to kind of scratch a little bit. My goal is to just get you a little bit frustrated. Could that be you? So let's do a timeout. Let's just do this. You just answer as honestly as you can to yourself. What is or are the numbing agents that you use to escape? I'm not looking for out loud answers, okay? What is or are? Not what your husband uses to, I know what he uses, or what your wife uses, or your kids, or somebody else. What is or are the numbing agents that you use to escape? You don't go into real rest. You just numb out, and you use that. And I know some of you right now are going, I don't think I got any. And I hear that. I really do. So maybe some of you are saying, so, so, so how would I know if, if it's a numbing out ditch in my life? Well, let me give you just a few hints, all right? It's real simple. You're not going to like this, but this is real simple. All right, here's the first one. If you wonder about it, it probably is. Now, I'm serious on that. I'm serious on that. I find this so often true in our lives is that if we wonder about it once in a while, it's usually a sign that it's something that we should address. And so if you wonder about it, it probably is. Here's another one. If you're excusing it a lot, it probably is. I know I shouldn't eat like that. I know I go on these binges. I know I do this thing. I know I escape into internet activity that's just mindless and endless. And I, and I know if you're making excuses over it, it's probably a numbing agent ditch that you've fallen into. Here's another one, okay? If you crave it more than you know you should, if you're like, oh man, if you're thinking about it, if it's like, I can't wait until I get some time to, it's probably your drug of choice. I told you this wasn't easy. Because <laughs> a lot of you are looking at me like right now, like you can just shut up. And I understand that. Here's another one. If people who love you have talked about it, it's probably an issue. Someone says, man, you spend a lot of time in front of that game. You spend a lot of time. Have you, is that, do you think it's healthy? It very well could be that that's an issue that you deal with. These numbing out ditches that we fall into, they're incredibly subtle. And it will never to us seem like that big of a deal. At least until it's done so much damage you can't live with it any longer. You can't afford it. And it's never easy to admit or deal with, but I think it's a ditch. And I'm just, I'm just trying to provoke your thinking. If you have something in your life that has become an escapist activity that you use for numbing out, and it's substituting what should be just true rest, and you want to win over that, you want to get unstuck from that, that numbing out thing that you do, let me give you just some quick thoughts and um, take these for what they're worth. And if one speaks to you, great. If it doesn't, that's fine. But these are just simple things. And this first one, I've really talked about this already. And I talked about it last week. And by the way, if you didn't hear the talk from last week, and I, I challenge you to listen to it, I think it laid groundwork for this series pretty well. But, but I think 
you can never deal with something that you're stuck in until you own that you're stuck. You just can't. I mean, you just can't. As long as you're saying, well, it's not that big a deal, then you will never be able to deal with it. You will never address it. As long as you're saying, it's only something that happens periodically when I get super stressed out. As long as you're saying, look, this is what you need to get. I'm not saying that we're supposed to say, I'll never watch TV again. That was a ditch and I'm not going to ever get in again. The truth is, is you try to do that, it probably won't work, at least long term. I'm not really talking about fighting the numbing agent. I'm talking about looking into your own heart and being honest about where you are. And this is the deal. You can't go anywhere until you own that this is an issue. I talked about this last week. The first step of the 12 steps in any recovery program is that first, you have to admit that you have a what? A problem. That this is a deal. That you default into internet porn. That you default into whatever it is. I just start eating. I just turn the TV on and float away. I I drink too much. You don't have to be a raging alcoholic for the abuse of alcohol to be happening in your life. Do you understand that there are people who abuse alcohol who are not alcoholics because they're using that as their escape agent? First, you have to own it. Now, here's the problem. Don't miss this. One of the biggest reasons we don't like to go with this one, we don't like to own it, is because we think, but I can't fix it. That's the thing about this talk this weekend. I'm well aware that nobody's going to walk out of here going, Wow, that was the best sermon I ever heard. I am free from the numbing escapist activity that I was involved in. Just hearing Jeff talk set me free. My family will tell you that's never happened, all right? So what most of us do, now listen, 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 is we say, I can't fix it. So we excuse it. Well, it's not that bad. It's not that big a deal. I only do it once in a while. Here's the key. You may not be able to fix it by yourself or right now, but don't let that stop you from owning it. This is something I struggle with. This is an issue. Own it. Stop excusing it. Second thought. The thing that numbing out does is it steals true, real rest, which is where you step back, you you slow down, you kind of ease out of the pressure for a period of time. Do it on a weekly basis. I think you do it on a daily basis. You have some freedom, but you do it without using that numbing agent to to just escape from yourself with. So, so, you know, and and the truth is, you know, really, you know, a lot of times people be like, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit this thing or do this, whatever. And it, it doesn't work that way. It's really about an attitude of your heart. So basically, maybe you say, you know, I think, I think, honestly, if I'm owning up to this, I think I use TV as a numbing agent and escaping. So, so here's what I'm going to do. I will watch one show or I'll watch for an hour or whatever. But then I'll just spend some time quiet. I'll just, I'll just, you know, just rest. 
I'll just, I'll just be, be still for a little while and not use the numbing agent. Now, you know, when I even say that, some of you are like terrified. You're like, oh. An hour without something in front of me, I would go nuts. There's your sign. That was good preaching right there. Because I know how you think. I know, I think, I mean, we can't even use the bathroom without having our phone in there. Come on. You're in the toilet. You, no, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, think about it. It's like we just don't have space in our lives that we're not throwing stuff at ourselves often in an escapist type of way. And I know you're like, ah, if I had an hour, I'd, I'd, I'd go crazy. No, you don't have to. So actually just, just relax. Think about the goodness of God, the good things of God. Or maybe you go for a walk, or maybe you do something that is not your numbing agent. It's not wrong. See, these things that I'm talking about, they're not evil. It's when we use them to escape. So you just spend some time. When was the last time you just sat and said, you know, I'm just going to remember how good God is? You remember what Paul wrote? This is such a great place uh, in Philippians chapter 4. He said, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true and noble and right and pure and lovely, if it's admirable or excellent or praiseworthy, would you read the underlined part out loud with me? Think about such things. There's something so healing that comes when you just spend some time with God. What did Jesus say? When you're weary and you're burdened, come to me, Jesus said. Come to me. So schedule. And this is what I found. Because this is the truth about most of us. Is that the idea of scheduling is hard for a lot of people to begin with. But the idea of scheduling rest seems almost ridiculous. And you know why that is? Because you, you don't have to make an effort to do your escapist activity. But true rest is a spiritual discipline which is not driven by pleasure. It's driven by a decision to do what will help me stay healthy. So you have to discipline yourself to put that into your life. And I just challenge you, think, just think about it, think about it. Here, here's another thought. Not only should we own it and, and make sure we're getting real rest, but also for some of us, it's just so hard to make these changes in our lives. Maybe because this is a real big ticket item, or maybe it's just because it's long ingrained in my life and I know it's there but I just it's like I can't stop picking my phone up I can't stop looking at social media I can't stop you know playing this video game I just okay get some help here's what I mean by this engage with other human beings I've said this and I don't want to beat this to death this is why we believe in life groups so much so much Because in life groups, you tend to talk about things that matter. Not every minute, not all the time, but you talk about spiritual things, things that count. And if you're in a life group, I have a question for you that you might want to process in the next couple weeks as you you meet together with a group, as a group. But before I say that, let me just back up a second and say, and if you're not in a life group, get in one. I love the group I'm in. I love the guys I'm in. They talk about struggles in their lives. They're honest about stuff. And I love that. We need that in our lives. 
here's a question for you just to process. This would be a great one to talk in a small group of people with. If you were honest, what would you say as a numbing agent you too often use? I think for you to just be honest and get it out there and say, I think it might be this. I'm not even sure, but I think it could be. That brings healing in your life. There's a question to take to your group in the week, next week or two. And talk. And I know some of you are like, I could never talk about the thing that I struggle with in my group. You know, Because maybe it's one of those things that you keep hidden and you think nobody knows about. And of course, everybody does. Listen, this, this is what I would say to you. Talk to someone. Talk to someone. You know, at TVC, we have a ministry called Lift. And that is where we have people who are just one person who would be willing to walk beside you acting in a role of support and encouragement. And if you need that in your life, go out to the next step area and say, can you tell me about Lift? And they can give you information. They can connect you with someone that you can talk to about it. That's something you, we have Celebrate Recovery. It's just a great group where they, they help people process and deal with hurts and hangups and habits. It's just, there's so many opportunities, but you need to get connected. Let me, let me just remind you of what you know is true. And that is what scripture says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. You get connected, it makes a difference. And in a quarter of three strands, in other words, when you get a small group together, it's not quickly broken. There's something powerful there. All right, just one other thing. So you own it, you schedule real rest, get help. And then the last one is you just, you have to give this stuff to God. So maybe you feel like, I think there is a thing in my life that I've been using as a numbing agent, but I've said before, I'm not going to do this for a while. But I've fallen right back into it. And you just beat yourself up over it. Listen to me. There is a God who loves you and you can take it to him. Amen? Amen. There is a God who loves you and you can take it to him. This may be a surprise to you, but I've been pastoring for a long time. And I can tell you that there are times when pastoring is incredibly hard. Now, I know some of you are thinking, yeah, when you have to sit by somebody when they just lost a loved one, that must be difficult. And it is. But that's not what I'm talking about. You know what the hardest thing in ministry for me has been? Looking in the mirror. And seeing myself, knowing that I am imperfect, that I fail, remembering something I said to someone that I love, remember something that I did, some thought that went through my head, something, and look at myself and thinking, you can't get up, you can't talk to people, you cannot be a pastor, you are not good enough, and I am not. But you know why I'm still here now, going on 40 years? Because I keep going back to God. And I keep giving those things to Him, and that makes all the difference in the world makes all the difference in the world. And that's why I'm still here. That's why I tell people, that's why I'm still standing. Because when I turn back to God and go in his direction, his arms are open and his love is real and there. Isn't that an awesome thing? Isn't that an amazing thing? And that is why I am so passionate about the mission of TVC. The mission of TVC is just simple, connecting people with God. It is connecting people with God. And I am passionate about that because nothing matters more. See, I think the reason that we fall into these escapist activities so often has to do with the fact that we know there's something more in life. We have a sense we were made for something more, and we were. But since we can't seem to find it, we fall into these things. But you were made for more. I love the way C.S. Lewis put this. such a great quote. He said, if I find in myself a desire which no experience this world, uh, in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. 
And so you were. And so am I. And I don't think that escapist activities are a good replacement for God. I think that we can win. And maybe you've fallen, but you can get back up. And God can bring victory in our lives. Amen? Amen. I really believe that. So whatever it's worth, whatever this has spoken to you, I hope you'll take it and grow with it. Let's stand our feet and we'll close with prayer. God, help us to hear this stuff. Help us just to keep thinking it through. And if there's something you want to say that maybe it's kind of blocked right now because of something in us, just help us. Help us to understand we don't have to excuse areas that need to change. We need to own them and trust you. And so we do now. We trust you to help us. And we love you in Jesus' name. Let's say it together. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. We'll have people in front to pray with you. If you have a need for prayer, anything, 